Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. To start off, I'd like to say, if you have not listened to Coach Mo's interview, please, please go back and listen to part one and part two of a conversation with Coach Mo. I truly believe it is the best thing that has been put out on this podcast. To start my reflection on Coach Mo's interview, I am going to share the reflection of one of Coach Mo's former students. Coach Mo was kind enough to, to share. So here it is. I just finished listening to your interview. These were incredible episodes. You and your family have been in my conversations these past few weeks. To hear your story in this podcast is a different lens than I had while being on your team. I never realized why it may have made you safer running with me or about how it affected your feeling of needing to be great. You shared such an honest story, and I was certainly in tears at times. I've been immersed in movies, books, and attended protests, and have been in constant conversation about this all week. These stories and what it reflects about our country and the progress that every system still has to make can feel heartbreaking and overwhelming. What inspired me most while listening to your story is that change can start with each of us. It makes me wonder what we can dedicate our lives to that is lasting. I never knew you had a foster child or the magnitude to which you have dedicated your life to supporting, mentoring, and guiding young people. It's just incredible. I talk about you and what track has done for me all the time. You taught me to lead with kindness, to be resilient, and most importantly, you saw a leader in me when I did not see that in myself. At the time, it all felt track-related, but you shaped who I am as a human being. I will never forget the after-practice speeches. You talked about that one coach that significantly impacted your life. And just how far you've taken that, to extend that to thousands of others. I just started a full-time job as an engineer in a hands-on design lab that supports 6,000 undergraduate and graduate engineers. When I took that job, my why was that I wanted to make sure that those that might initially feel they don't belong in engineering see that they do. I nearly quit engineering my first year because I deeply felt I didn't belong as a woman in engineering. I would have quit if it weren't for the resilience that I learned while being on your team or the mentorship I receive from many female role models. What hearing your story today made me realize is that I help manage 20 support students in our lab, many of which come from low-income backgrounds and are underrepresented in engineering. They are gone for the summer, 
But that does not mean that we couldn't be reaching out to those students to check in with them and have conversations. Hearing you talk gives me hope because it is your mentorship that sticks with me. I will be continuing to learn, to grow, and to have these conversations. I can and need to be doing better. I miss you, and thank you for being there for me when it mattered most. I'm lucky to have you as a role model. So that was a message from a former student of, of Coach Mo, and it really stuck out to me. I thought it was incredibly powerful. I wanted to share it. Coach Mo said it was okay. It'd be great to share it. I hope you found it meaningful as well. In my own personal reflection on his interview, I think the thing that stuck out to me or, or the thing that I believe is, is so powerful was that it doesn't matter who you are, you cannot dismiss Coach Mo's story. There's no point where you, where you could say, he doesn't know what he's talking about in any area, in any way, shape, or form. You don't get to say he doesn't know Colorado. He doesn't know these communities. He has lived and worked in Colorado for over 30 years. You don't get to reject his statements on the judicial system. He worked in the judicial system for close to 20 years. You don't get to repudiate his comments on education, on our schools. He has worked in schools for 20 years. You don't get to disregard his view on parenting. He is a parent, not just to kids of color, but also to kids who are white. You don't get to say, here's a guy who, who doesn't really care about white people, what they think. He's dedicated his life to supporting all kids, and mainly white kids, white youth as a coach, as an educator, a mentor. He became the foster parent to kids who were white. I think it's sad that that's what you know, so many of us do, is to look for a reason to disregard, to dismiss, to reject someone's story. And I am so grateful that Coach Mo took time to share his expertise, all his different experiences, so that those people who are looking for a reason to dismiss may notice, may see the expertise, which can in turn lower the defensiveness to truly listen, to listen and believe something someone is saying. Continuing on in this reflection, I've listened to the interview maybe a dozen times since it was recorded a week ago. And here are just a few of the statements that really stuck out to me. Coach Mo said, I feel like I can't be average. I have to have a mentality that I need to be the best of the best. That means that he feels like he has to be better than average, better than the rest, in order to belong, in order to get the job, to keep the job, to avoid being consequenced or possibly fired. The next piece that really stuck out to me, Coach Mo said, 
A young lady I just had a conversation with asked, Coach Mo, what can I do? What can I do as a white person to help? And I told her, what you can do to help is to have conversations. And when you see it, call it out. And he said later on, on our day-to-day interactions, call it out. End of quote. Why that stuck out to me is because it points out that conversations are not enough. Calling it out, it being racism. Calling racism out is what is needed. Taking action is required. Coach Mo talked a lot about the importance of starting and having these conversations, continuing these conversations. But he also emphasized the importance of taking action, of calling it out. Next piece of the interview that really stuck out. When I'm jogging in my neighborhood, if I'm jogging by myself, I feel more comfortable running with kids or running with my wife. I just got off the phone about a half hour ago uh, with, with Coach Mo. And we were talking about, like, I, I wish people were able to see you. Coach Moe's about 6'2", 225. Heck of an athlete. So I wanted to share that just because it adds a level of interest to that this man, this large man, this athletic man, feels so uncomfortable running by himself. It has nothing to do with his size, his strength, or his ability to defend himself. That discomfort is due to the color of his skin. Next thing he said that really stuck out to me, he said, I love doing this podcast because it's all voice. I really had to dive into that one and and discuss it with Coach Mo. And the meaning of it is so sad. He liked doing the podcast because people couldn't see him couldn't see his color and therefore maybe just maybe they'll listen that if you saw him or were speaking to him in person possibly you would go to a state of fear and not be able to listen the next part of the interview that really stuck out to me was the the part about the receipt the receipt that he gave to the police officer I have never Personally, me talking, I have never thought about or had to produce a receipt to prove to someone, to prove to a police officer, to justify my whereabouts, ever. Imagine that. Imagine having to pull out a receipt on your birthday or your son's birthday to justify being in your neighborhood. They were headed home. Then there was the part that really moved me, floored me. And Coach Mo said, every time I won, I got closer to seeing my dad again. So I was running with a purpose. End of quote. I've never had to know that. And... I don't know that level of purpose in my life. 
Later on in the conversation, Coach Mo says, I just think that we have to show up in all kids' lives, not only in our own, but any kid that you can come in contact with. End of quote. This really stuck out to me in the responsibility. That's too heavy of a word. The opportunity to play a role, a positive role in the life of a child. Not limited to your own children. Not limited to children of your color. But looking for that opportunity to reach out to, connect, mentor. All kids when you see that opportunity. And if you don't have the opportunity, you can make the opportunity. I'm reminded of a quote that used to be in my old office, the school. And the quote was, A hundred years from now, it will not matter what kind of car I drove, what kind of house I lived in, or how much money I had in the bank. But the world may be a better place because I made a difference in the life of a child. I believe that is by Forrest Whitcraft. I've reflected on the immeasurable impact that Coach Mo has had on his community, on the state, on this country, on the world by making a difference in the life of thousands of youth. So hopefully his words open you up to the idea of making a difference in the life of a child, a child that doesn't live in your home. Next quote from Coach Mo. I can't ask my kids to be responsible or be a leader if I'm not role modeling it. End of quote. I love that throughout the interview. He was talking a lot about modeling. Modeling for our youth. And it allows me to share one of my favorite quotes by James Baldwin. Children have never been very good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. So I hope his words allow you to think about the way that you're living your life, the way that you're behaving or not behaving. Our kids believe behavior. It is not about your lectures. It is about your life. And one of the beautiful things about this interview was Coach Mo talked way more about his life than he did giving lectures. The next piece of the interview I'd like to share. The fact is, it's never too late. And that you're doing it. Because there are some people who may be caught up, you know what, thinking, I can't believe I didn't do it. So then they don't do it. End of quote. I know personally that I am late to the conversation on this podcast and late to the action needed, not just now, but in the past. So I know how helpful Coach Mo's words Those words were, and I hope they are to you, too, if you are also feeling like you're late to the conversation, late to the action. That his message of it's never too late 
is so gracious and inspiring. The next piece that stuck out to me, Coach Mo says, it is different if you, Nick, are calling it out. It makes more of an impact because you already know I'm going to call it out. But if when you recognize it and you're calling it out, wow, that's really powerful. And a quote. That shows to me, and I hope it shows to others, that is essential that white people call out other white people when they say or do something that is racist. Next piece from Mo. Hey, mom and dad, do you have any black friends? Have you had conversations? And a quote. I hope at this time we're all taking pause to take inventory about the people in our lives, the people in our circles. Do we have people of color as friends, as neighbors, as coworkers? If not, what can we do to change that? Next piece from the interview, Coach Mo says, the importance of having these conversations, especially with young people, they're not set in their ways. They can make the difference. End of quote. This really resonated with me, all my focus about adolescence and how it's this time of change, how the, how the mind, how the brain is highly plastic, malleable during this period. How youth can develop new frames of reference, understand their own flaws, and make changes significantly and quickly during this period of adolescence. So now is the time. Now is the time to have these conversations and listen to our youth. It has always been a quality of adolescence to push against the status quo. Let's have a conversation about what the status quo is in terms of race and how it's wrong and then what can be done and empower these young people to build awareness, to see their accountability, and to take action to make change. And the final piece of Coach Mo's interview that I'm going to share is, uh, he, he stated, we will see how it goes. How long will this be the topic? Will there need to be another incident to happen to start these conversations? So I do feel like there are now a lot of conversations that are happening, but we also need a lot of change. End of quote. So that goes back to there needs to be more than just a conversation. There needs to be action. But of also how long Will we continue to have these conversations? How long will we consider taking action or take action? So I've heard from many parents that they've just sat down with their kids and, and, and played uh, this conversation. And afterwards, had a family conversation about the conversation. So maybe just an idea, if you haven't already, Using part one and part two of a conversation with Coach Mo, that could be the start of or a way to start having 
a deep, meaningful conversation with your child about race, racism. Now, if you've already done that or you don't want to do that, here's another idea. Coach Mo mentioned another great way to start the conversation. When he mentioned the time that he had everyone he worked with in the judicial system watch Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes. Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes was an exercise facilitated by a woman named Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott is an American school teacher, anti-racism activist, and educator. She is best known for this Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes exercise. She first conducted this famous exercise for a class on April 5th, 1968. This is the day after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. So there you go. Some summer homework. If the word homework doesn't inspire motivation, maybe look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity to learn. And not just an opportunity to learn, you can use it as something that can provide the perspective needed to start a conversation with your child. Please, please watch it. The link for it will be at the top of the show notes. The video that I'll be sharing is called A Class Divided. It's 50-some minutes long, but I swear it's worth it. Please watch it. I highly, highly doubt that after watching it, you will not feel significantly different about racism and discrimination. If you've seen it before, maybe watch it again. To close, I'd like to thank Coach Mo again for sharing his stories, his expertise, his experiences. The reception, the feedback has been incredible. And we're already having the conversation about how we can work together, record another podcast episode to further the conversation. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.